1: mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and enteogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change with your hosts Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country, and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. That's right. It is Tuesday, July 4th. And that's right. Today is Independence Day. That's right. It's America's birthday. It's also National Barbecued Spare Ribs Day. National Caesar Salad Day. This sounds like everything you're going to have at your 4th of July barbecue. And, of course, get ready for this, you guys. It wouldn't be the 4th of July without Alice in Wonderland Day. That's right. Thank you all for joining us and getting high at 9 with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and comment, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can use that fancy little QR code right there in the top-hand corner of your screen to see where we live on the Internet. And we're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Twitter Spaces. And kicking it off today. That's right. He's back from Hawaii. That's right. Oh, uh, he got, got suntan and hung out on the beach, made some sandcastles with Zozo. You know what I mean? Suntan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. got Suntan. Some, brought back some lays and, you know, all of that good stuff. That's right. Because he is the dope dad himself. That's right.
2: It's Rico LaMite. Aloha. Aloha. Mahalo. Yo, it's good to be back and happy 15th day after Juneteenth to everybody out there. (laughs) (laughs) Especially for you, Jason. (laughs) I like to, for today's story, I like to point out a little things going down on Tobacco Road. Another day, another fight between Republican lawmakers about how to control cannabis legislation. I don't know where the Democrats are, but um, I hope you're listening. For this week's episode, we'll take a trip down Old Tobacco Road in North Carolina, where Republican senator's betting heavily on his medical legalization bill passing this session, his way, despite quite a bit of resistance coming from his own state house GOP leadership. At last month's North Carolina House Committee hearing, Republican Senator Senator Bill Rabon. I don't know, it was Rabon or Rabon, uh, shared candid personal details about his own experience surviving cancer and using cannabis for treatment. It always hits him hard when it hits him close to home, doesn't it? This fight is personal for him. The four packages of cannabis began regularly showing up at his domicile in the mail, uh, Rabon said that his doctor advised him to use the substance before he uh, went through serious chemotherapy, and he even visited his local law enforcement to tell them that he intended to break the law to use the plant for therapy. Rabonsville includes medical cannabis regulatory appointments for yet to be enacted program in a new measure to be passed by the Senate uh, that was passed by the Senate last week. But a growing number of Senator Rabon's colleagues have accused him of grandstanding and making moves only approved by him that it affect the entire body's fate including last week's attachment of an amendment to an unrelated house bill that makes the bill's effective date contingent upon his medical legislation becoming law house speaker, Tim Moore told WNCN TV news that any tactics that are perceived as heavy handed, trying to force it tend to have the opposite effect and that he has made it very clear that if this bill were to come to the floor, he'd support the medicinal use of cannabis. He also said that he thinks that cannabis has the right to say, uh, if cannabis has the right safeguards and protections, that he's fine with it. It It's before he added that he's not twisting any member's arms to vote for it though. And Moore's not the only colleague up in arms about Rabanne's tactics. Another unnamed GOP lawmaker, so brave of him, uh, previously supported reform now says he's affirmed no because the Senate stunt, uh, which he described as pompous and self-centered. But while Moore says that he will not bring the, the cannabis legislation to the floor without majority support from the house gop caucus for bond doesn't seem too phased by the rhetoric some folks will kind of look up and pay attention now the senator boasted after the state senate passed the other chambers unrelated nursing regulations bill with his medical marijuana amendment attached we have work to be done we don't need it to stonewall they're both Healthcare care bills. And I think they both should be passed this session. Rabone hinted at using the same maneuver on other House bills to force consideration of the cannabis measure, which passed the Senate as a standalone back in March and received an initial hearing in the House Health Committee last month as well. Um, Representative Mike Clampett told the News and Observer that he was appalled by Rabone's behavior over the medical bill, telling reporters that it's been very divisive in the House and a very contentious topic. And then for the Senate to minimize all of that and to make a joke of it, it's very embarrassing for me uh, for our General Assembly. They want to play games. I think that's very unfortunate for the citizens of North Carolina. It doesn't do anyone any good. Kyle Yeager said that Rabone's bill would allow patients to, uh, with qualifying conditions such as cancer, epilepsy, post-traumatic stress disorder, and multiple sclerosis to, pro- uh, to possess and purchase cannabis from licensed dispensaries and also establish compassionate use advisory board and medical cannabis production commission to oversee the rollout of the program. The main bill's destiny is yet to be determined um but the senate passed a separate appointment measure this week naming a member to the medical cannabis production commission effective upon enactment of the legalization legislation the house speaker previously said that he felt the chances of passage of the medical cannabis bill were better than ever before uh, despite his latest remarks casting doubt on the prospects of bringing it to the floor this year more had said that the dynamics around marijuana reform have changed with a lot of new uh, members claiming more than 50 percent of his chamber now supports medical cannabis and that he'd not be surprised if at all if that bill moved interesting indeed when tobacco is dying follow the money on this one and you see why the republicans are all on board i'm regal to meet dope is dead on the street could be back stateside the lower 48 and um this high nine news back to you jason
1: oh man oh boy oh boy oh boy north carolina they got their appointed person for cannabis regulation big ups for them they all got
2: the shirts on though man they're supposed to take take them off and spin them around their head like a helicopter that's on. right
1: that's right I think they, well you know what they didn't have pete pablo over there for the, for the uh <laughs> signing
2: ceremony you know what i mean this dude's okay. this dude's wilding though, man. I like it. I like this guy, Mark Rabone. Like he's just like, yo, like you guys felt my story. You 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 heard my 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 sob story about how I use cannabis, and now I'm gonna take that story and mm-hmm. attach cannabis to every bill that comes through the, the damn floor, <laughs> loading it up with pork.
1: That's right, that's right. I mean, I mean, but um, it, it would technically be green pork, so it would be that would be the acceptable pork, right? In this in this case, Rico. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I pork. guess so. Yeah, <laughs> <That guy. laughs> Grork. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what um, do you think about your Republican colleagues out there, Jason? Nice. Congratulations
1: to them. I like the guy's last name. Just, just uh, Rabone.
2: Rabone. Well, yes. I think that- perfect reason to support him.
3: Exactly. <laughs> you like his last name. I like right. his
2: last name. I support him. <laughs> yeah, he's a Republican.
1: His last name is Rabone. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm down with the guy already. <laughs>
3: Whatever he says, right.
4: I think think that this is at least a step in the right direction for North Carolina. Um, And, you know, again, follow the money. Um, Mm -hmm. We know that tobacco kills and we know that North Carolina is tobacco country. um, I think along with Kentucky, um, all that area. And so I feel like they are looking at other states and realizing the money that they're missing out on. And I I don't know if they're necessarily concerned with patients. I'm glad that this guy is. I'm glad he's speaking up. I'm glad he's coming forward with his own story. That's how we break the stigma um, when patients, you know, talk about their own journey. Um, And I think that that, in a way, is a positive thing. And he's Republican. So, you know, hopefully he can turn um, some other Republicans towards this campaign um, and realizing and recognizing how important and valuable cannabis is as medicine more than just people trying to get high. Like, I don't know how far along, you know, or how long before North Carolina will become adult use, but at least there's some relief for patients knowing that there is somebody in their legislative body that is rooting for patients use of cannabis. So it's, it's, I think it's a good step forward for North Carolina. Cause I was worried about them. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think the real question, too, is, is, is how far will he be able to take this and will he be able to make it so that basically, you know, as, as we subscribe to, or at least I subscribe to, is that all use is medical use and therefore allowing right. patients to uh, obtain recommendations for any use that a doctor sees fit. That will be the big one right there. See if he if he wants to get behind something like that. That'll be
2: the biggie. I just want i just want to know where the where the rest of these lawmakers on the right and the left right like this guy you know like like fuck one victory I'm going for all of them every single bill I'm attaching mm-hmm. cannabis legislation to it. everything that passes my desk and things are passing for him, man so big ups big ups for, uh, to taking a swing for the fences with this guy
1: do you think we could call this the Green New Deal Rico
3: I like that man mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm.
1: this is the kind of green new deal I can green, get behind green right green there
3: I see yeah. what you did there yeah you like that <laughs> Todd <Yeah. laughs> whoever uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just so sick of politicians though just trying to make decisions for the people right instead of going right to the people having a vote voting on what they want and just implementing mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm just so tired of uh, this you know this particular guy right he's on the good side Right, because he had a personal experience, but mm-hmm. it's clear that Americans want legal cannabis. It's clear, and and these politicians that just uh, trying to glom on to get elected for another couple of years. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of it. Just so sick of it. Very, sounds, very like, true. sounds like sounds right. like
0: we need to dump some tea into a river or a, or a bay or some shit. You know what I'm saying? To Maybe some body.
1: fan leaves.
0: But I think yeah. so. I think some some someone needs cool. to dump some tea into something.
4: Or, or I like drugs. your concept on the White House lawn, like a huge, huge cloud of smoke coming up from the Capitol. Oh. I mean,
0: but you know that's that's not going to help. That's just going to be like uh, another January 6, except for a bunch oh, of stoners are going to get to death. Stop it! Stop the that's exactly right <laughs> Stop the hysteria! They're just going to come out. They're going to have their they're going to have their new policy for force. Uh, you know, for people trying to like you know do things on um on public land right For, from from land that actually the people own but uh hey there's nothing more american than controversy and weed and weed
1: don't forget apple pie and yeah, weed don't forget apple pie fireworks you know what i mean all that great stuff that we'd love to celebrate it today, well, today on the fourth of Chinese. july the
0: fireworks are actually from china
1: i don't so, know about yeah. all <laughs> <laughs> that i don't know about all that i know some, i know some fireworks manufacturers here in the I u.s i'm on and, uh, and, I, and I only buy U, U.S. Uh, fireworks made in the U.S.A.
0: No, you just buy them from Wyoming, but that's okay.
1: That's, that's the U.S.A.
0: <laughs>
1: Last time I checked.
2: Last time I checked. I think there's nothing, uh, nothing much more American than uh, privately recorded uh, conversations. Uh, yeah, Man. private conversations being recorded and uh, sent out to the media. That's there pretty American
1: to me. Yeah. That sounds pretty American. That sounds about right.
2: Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what else uh, sounds American? What?
4: A former president getting indicted?
1: No, it doesn't. Ooh, yeah, That's it does. not American. That's American. That's, That's not now. American. No. Uh, just wait. Hey, just wait hey, until that, right. that former that president very is reelected.
4: Third world to
0: me. <laughs> just,
1: just wait until <laughs> exactly. that former president is reelected, Nicole. Just don't wait. Don't you wait? He'll be hey. back in the White House very shortly. A
4: formerly indicted president of the united states is going to get re-elected mm-hmm. to be president 100%. of
1: the united states 100 he's going to get re-elected God. yep watch Jesus.
2: just what watch. i mean what is a third what is a third world country but a, a bunch of colonizers coming over and telling you that your shit ain't good enough that's right Oh jeez. <laughs> uh, oh geez you know what Go i mean oh it out my, out yes. disease. Oh,
1: my goodness I, i've driven on a lot of roads I've driven on a lot Just of roads saying. and been to a lot of third-world countries, and I'll tell you what, it's definitely not like here. But nonetheless, we're going to go to commercial, and we're going to come yeah, right baby, back. I see where was. this conversation is going. The
0: East Bay is not another country, bro. <laughs> East Bay is not another country. <laughs> that's, that's not <laughs> what I'm talking <laughs> about,
1: Simon. I'm not talking about that at all.
0: How's it going, guys? Simon Rezani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck, smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Tune in now and check it out.
2: Mm. He is the cannabis industry's longest continuously operating retailer known to many for smoking the best weed in the world and his signature tabletop stretch sessions with Smokey Vanilla. Here to dump a little Independence Day tea on y'all free asses is no other than Jason Beck.
1: Oh yeah, let me know. Throw in the chat. Let me know what you guys think of our patriotic Hyatt Nine news that's spinning around over here on the screen. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about this. But I'll tell you what, I have something that has more colors than America. In my story, that's right. Because the Skittles maker Wrigley settles with a cannabis company over its trademark. Ho ho ho! Wrigley, the maker of multicolored fruit flavored Skittles candy, has settled a lawsuit accusing a seller of cannabis related merchandise of trademark infringement for marketing products under the Skittles name. Under a proposed, uh, pre- uh, pre injunction filed on Monday in Chicago, federal court. Turpogs LLC agreed not to use Skittles, Skittles with a Z, or similar terms for cannabis-related sales. Turpogs would stop using slogans such as Taste Z-Train and Taste the Strain, bro, (laughs) which Wrigley found too similar to Skittles' longtime slogan, Taste the Rainbow. It also agreed to give up the domain name skittles.com through it may Although it still may use the letter Z if people will so people will not be confused. The settlement requires court approval and lawyers for Wrigley's and Turpogs Hogs did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Wrigley is a Chicago-based unit of privately held Mars Wrigley, and it, it had accused Turpogs Hogs of undermining nearly fifty years of goodwill generated by the Skittles brand with its free wheeling use of Skittles marks to sell cannabis drug paraphernalia and other merchandise some of which also carried a rainbow theme a judge rejected turpog's bid to dismiss the case back in november of 2021 and turpogs based in mendocino california claims it did not sell cannabis but licensed its intellectual property rights to other companies that sold cannabis legally court papers show Wrigley has filed lawsuits alleging trademark infringement related to other brands, including Lifesavers and Starburst. And the case is W.M. Wrigley Jr. Co. versus Terpogs LLC, U.S. District Court, Northern District of Illinois, number 21 2357 In case anyone wants to read this, of course, you can read it on our website, www.hiat9news.com. But I'll tell you what, on America's Day... Are you gonna taste the rainbow? And this is Jason Beck reporting for the high at nine news. What do y'all
0: think about this? Wow, uh, this is <clears throat> that's amazing. I'm glad I'm glad there's finally a conclusion here, but damn, damn, they they got him. I can't believe they made him give up the domain. I can't believe they made him give up the taste the strain, bro. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy to me. Like that has that's that's not that similar to rainbow actually, because it's a totally different word. It's two words actually, instead of one word. But um, that just goes to show you the power of uh, good lawyers. When you got a deep, you know, bank account and you could pay a good lawyer to go fight for you, this is what kind of shit happens. Damn. Yes. At,
3: at what point did they I think, I think, I think Skittles was not going to come after them? Right? That Wrigley was just going <laughs> to let it go? Right? Sitting around the boardroom, going, hmm. If we mm-hmm. change the S to a Z, we'll be covered. Right at, at at what point? I mean,
2: I mean, I think I think I it's mean, smart.
0: There, there was no boardroom in that de- in that decision making. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> hey, but 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 shout out, shout
2: out, yeah, shout out to Turpogs for putting it down and applying for uh, um to, to have this shit trademark because that's how they got the settlement. So, however much money that they did settle for, man, and however much money they uh they, oh, they got for giving didn't up get the, money.
0: No, no, you got that backwards, Rico. Turpuk, I thought it was, they said I thought money. they settled. They a- pay. No, no, the Wrigley sued them for using. Yeah, their I thought shit. it was settled before Okay. Yeah. Th- what do you? Who do you oh, who do think is settling in that situation? Not Wrigley's. Wrigley's is like, yo, pay me my money. Yeah, Wrigley's like break me off. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, <laughs> pay me my I money. Stand
2: <laughs> yeah. No. That's dang. No, but but, but saying they settled they didn't with the Indians. Deal
0: they lost on that deal but that's okay hold on the
2: the, 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 uh the headline saying that they settled with the company owner i mean doesn't that mean yeah it's
0: not they're not going to to finish it in court they're going to settle but that's the settlement is turpogs cannot use any of the ip they developed around skittles right they have to turn that that shit off I'm wondering if they had to get back any money. There was another situation years ago with another industry peer friend of ours who copied another very prominent. Oh, I know um, what one you're you know, talking coffee, about already. A, a, a very prominent coffee company's uh, well, you know, situation. No. The company actually got the the sales money from mm-hmm. the sale of those products mm-hmm. back. So mm-hmm. I don't know if Turpots had to give any money to Wrigley's, but they certainly can't do their advertising and their, and, and you know commercialize their, their product as they were. So we'll see. But if they had to give back money, I don't know if they could yeah. actually come up with some kind of like figure to say, hey, this is how much money you made off of the infringement of mm-hmm. our IP. So you got to pay back X amount of dollars but that's not the first and not the last so just keep your eyes out, people and you know hey you can't not creativity but look this is uh, there's a step beyond parody that uh you can't win people so mm-hmm. you know, be be smart
1: i mean i just wonder
0: cuz cuz i says, i want wonder... it
2: says it says based it says Terpog's, based in Mendocino, California, claimed it did not sell cannabis, but it did license its intellectual property rights to other companies that sold cannabis legally. Yeah, so they've got enough just, money up
1: to that, this point. Well, Rico, all that all that means is they had their genetics, and then they licensed. Yeah, i was just the saying, I hope they got, got enough companies up to, that, up to now.
2: You know, they made uh, they made it worth it. Well, know, I, so. I I just <sighs> wonder,
1: I just wonder what they're going to do with all of the extra merchandise that they're going to be unable to sell now.
0: Like, like T-shirts, t-shirt, you know, like t- up, yeah, t- t-shirt, sweatpants, and, all of that.
3: Third world stuff. countries. They're all going to end up <laughs> and in Africa. There's a certain
2: company they can get consulting on us and <laughs> uh, um, T-shirts. Mm-hmm.
3: No, I'm surprised uh, Wrigley didn't jump at the opportunity to get into the cannabis space. Well, hold on. Wrigley is in What would be better than Canada's job? Jason, you want to break him down
1: with the heat?
2: Yeah, Rico. Break him down with the heat from this one, from our conversation
1: last night? Yeah, Rico and I were actually talking about this story last night, and you know what real ultimately is gonna happen with this settlement, right? Okay, just, just in case if anyone is wondering. Okay, because uh, oh, uh Wrigley owns Cresco. Okay. And so now Cresco basically holds the rights to Skittles and they could easily do a licensing deal with Skittles to make this Skittle Skittles and they could probably even buy all the Skittles merchandise at pennies on the dollar and uh and make and make a killing because they
2: can't sell it anymore. Remember Yep. Bo Wrigley for Bo, the win exactly this, Bo this Wrigley been, Yeah, he's been selling uh, mm-hmm. uh, cannabis infused drinks in the stadium it doesn't yep. matter if the Cubs win if, if the Cubs don't win another hundred years yep. this fool is going to be raking in the cash and selling skittles yep, exactly <laughs> he's going for to be
3: cannabis infused double gum you know or does he make cannabis gum yeah. Mm-hmm. What would that be?
2: I mean, you might as well, man. And have him on have him on the plate chewing on that shit. Like, oh
3: know. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Like Bo Wrigley, Bo Wrigley for the win right here. Like him or 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 hate him, man. He's winning all around. So uh Tubs can lose all they want, but Bo Wrigley stays winning.
1: Uh so 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 uh B- Benson's in here. He said Wrigley did not give them any money. Skittle spent a ton defending though. And he said in the settlement uh, to to not the settlement was basically not to pay them tens of millions of dollars, basically.
0: Yeah, that's what I figured. They Mm -hmm. got they weaseled out of paying Wrigley's, but they had a cop to. Yeah, okay, And we'll stop doing this. Mm -hmm. That's just, you know, this this is where this is where the. The big business um, and and the big lawyers, the big law firms really are going to come into play. And I, I feel bad for anybody on the other end of those kinds of lawsuits so oh man i'm
1: telling you man this is, this is cresco they're gonna be they're gonna be the biggest skittles purveyor of all time just watch just watch just wait <laughs> right. just wait and watch but uh, and they'll uh, be able to lose right. the z yeah. and they'll
3: really call it when well, they can you know they skittles. Can.
1: yeah they can really call it skittles with an s
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you can really taste the rain yeah bro yeah bro you ready you ready to go you ready to
1: go to nicole rico
2: Think, Are you ready to hop off this Z train or yeah, what?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think we've been on the Z train long enough. Yeah, baby. Uh, I don't
2: know. I don't know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Let's
2: keep it rocking here. Up next, she is the national uh, community program director at M4MM, the Empower eighty-eight Las Vegas' friendly neighborhood encyclopedia. Every Wednesday morning, going to hit us with a little purple plant magic, representing these mean Las Vegas streets. It's Nicole. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Thank you, Rico, for that lovely introduction. Good morning, everyone. Um, and um happy Tuesday out there to you all on this holiday, um, this country's holiday. So I want to start off my story with an interesting um subject matter that came out of New York again. Um, so New York marijuana businesses secure 150 million private investment for social equity fund. A long-planned fund to help disadvantaged people start legal cannabis businesses in New York is finally nearing its ambitious money-raising goal after a private company agreed to invest $150 million, Governor um, Hochul's office announced on Friday. The investment is coming from Chicago Atlantic, an, an asset management firm with extensive experience in the cannabis industry. The state put up $50 million back in February and always anticipated the rest would come from private sources. Well, the $200 million fund is among the largest sum any state has contributed to ensure diversity and equity in the rapidly growing legal marijuana business. The fund was envisioned as a way to help what it calls social equity entrepreneurs, whom the state has defined as including women, people of color, struggling farmers, disabled veterans, and people from communities that endured over-policing. New York has reserved its first dispensary license mainly for people with prior marijuana-related convictions or their relatives. Some early licenses also are going to nonprofit groups such as Housing Works. The fund is meant to help those applicants find, lease, renovate, and furnish storefronts. The money is contributed as low-interest loans, which the licensees will be required to pay back. New York has always strived to lead the nation in providing opportunities for those who have been unjustly denied privileges and opportunities, Hochul said. With the funding, New York could see a quicker rollout of legal recreational dispensaries as the state cracks down on its illegal market. The Democratic governor and her administration announced the Social Equity Fund in early 2022, but word on private funding stalled for months. Social equity is the cornerstone of New York's cannabis industry, said John Marzowski, Marzarkis, a founding partner of Chicago Atlantic. Um, in a statement, we aim to pair progressive licensing with progressive and innovative capital solutions. Well, thanks, John. Um, I, I find this story interesting. Um, you know, you can't get loans from banks with a with a cannabis business. A lot of these um, social equity um, licensees are running into capital. All of them. I can't say a lot. All of them. Every single one I've talked to here in Nevada and every other state, same issue. Um, and so it, it's, it's interesting. It's going to be a loan. Um, they do have to pay it back. But Getting started is half the battle. If you can't even open the store because you can't meet regulations because all the work that has to be done, and it it doesn't make sense to have a social equity license. Um, a lot of them end up giving up more than 40, 50 percent of their license to investors. Um, and And, you know, I just think that it's a start. Okay, New York, you know, it's the biggest fund that's ever been established in the country. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how they actually roll it out. We'll see how, what what the interest in, in paying these loans um, back looks like for for the people. Uh, but again, New York is trying to do it different, um, trying something new. And so we'll see. I'm not saying it is going to be an instant success. But what I, mean, I am saying um, is that I appreciate the, the try.
3: Well, do you okay. think this will start a new trend of private investment <laughs> into the social equity? Or... Because right. the states clearly won't do it?
4: Sure. Right. I, I, so, I so. We can only wish, right? Right, Todd? So, damn,
3: wish. son, where'd you find this? Yeah. If it's profitable, yeah. then yeah. Uh, investment will come. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm.
2: Breaking this down from a bird's eye view, they promised the social equity applicants of New York something that they could not deliver on. So now they're giving them, getting them a loan from a, chicago company
4: <laughs> chicago <laughs> <thing>. uh, <laughs>
2: not not corrupt at all not uh-huh. not, not a city known yeah. for its corruption mm-hmm. not, not not <laughs> <don't know>. exactly <laughs> not an investment community uh regionally known for corruption but getting a loan for unknown uh, interest rate from chicago to pay for this shit to help communities that were affected negatively affected by the war on drugs it sounds very very up and up to me and it just sounds like History repeating itself once again. Yeah, I'm this, just saying. I'm just calling it as my, I see. It, as I see My it.
4: concern is the the what qualifies as social equity. Um, I mean, it, it, you can't um say people of color because that's against the Constitution, and it's like it violates the Constitution when you say people of color and mm-hmm. base someone's um qualification on their color right. on their actual race. Um, and I know that from working in le- on language here in Nevada, like that was one of the things that we could not say when we referred to social equity for risk of being sued um, for having that language a- as part of the qualification. So, I, you know, this, it, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be actually be able to apply and qualify for this loan based on this, on this, uh, on this description. And that concerns me uh, because it sounds like- yeah, it's been- litigation this
2: is the problem with nomenclature yeah isn't isn't it crazy how institutions can use capitalism to enforce racist policies and racist systems but you can't
0: use race
2: to claw back the money you've been cheated out of
4: right it is interesting crazy um, how this is because just yeah. the
0: term institution implies fucking inherent intrinsic kind of racism you know it's like they're going right. to be biased that's that's just how it works right. that's why they're bit, in of, yeah. that's exactly it but it's like but when we create these terms and we come up with these new terms new terms new age new terms we have to fix the old definitions and we have to like come to this like coalescence of like understanding that's like this is the type of bullshit that keeps us from moving <laughs> forward as a human race it's so stupid oh. if anyone doesn't see this i just i'm telling you this is the kind of stuff guys we can't like keep getting hung up on these little things, like the definitions of these terms and what's fucking Let me, Let me tell you, the, th- there's only the one people definition. People need money to operate these businesses. The government needs to assist these people in operating mm-hmm. these businesses. It's that simple. There's only one definition right that on.
1: matters in, in, in this whole thing, and that is what is defined as a low-interest loan. Because I'm willing yeah. to bet that these are going to be nothing more than predatory loans, because since they can't own more than 51% of the business, the way for them to get more than 51% of the business is to have some type of predatory loan in this and i'm yeah. willing to bet that this is going to be people's demise not their uplifting
2: yeah it's to get the new student loan you better yeah. believe that it's going to be levered uh, uh, yep. uh towards whoever's giving up that money
1: mm-hmm. straight 100 okay, it is without a doubt rico you yeah, are exactly just, right about I'm, that
4: I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that this is I don't know how to how I feel about private entities actually funding a loan. I mean, that's ideally what we want. We want people like Jeff Bezos to fund cannabis research because nobody else is going to do it. But when but we are then talk, you get the
0: Bill Gates doing the weird things, you know. So, oh I mean, my! Right?
4: But private interests have private interests. Private B- interests. Banks
0: are we should, banks are private we should, too. We have, yeah, we have, banks are not uh, uh, arguably not public. You know, so like those. We should Van Jones. Jones. Hit up
2: Van Jones. He was given a hundred million dollars by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> yeah, he's not. You know, he's all about.
1: <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not. He ain't coming off that you check. You know that handshake from Jeff. Mm-hmm. You know, he ain't coming off that check. Oh man. Well, New York, we we wish you luck, and 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 again, this is just more of the same thing that we see from New York, in my opinion. Just more of the same. Just maybe a different name.
2: Uh, we'll see if it happens. Yeah. Hey, it's from Chicago, right? What if it's coming from Bo Wrigley? Ooh, it could be. What if from. Oh,
1: this is this is oh, this is Chris Cresco's uh, takeover of New York, right here. So then that way they can bring all the Skittles to NY,
2: Chicago, invasion Oh, <laughs> <The> Chicago invasion.
1: <laughs> oh man, you know we we, we got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The microtexture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 rpms it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date the control tower from highly educated oh yes coming up next that's right it's the man with the plan he is a formulation expert who reminds women how To say hello again. That's right. It is the man, Mr. Saman Rezani. The crowd goes wild. You got to unmute, Saman. You You got to unmute.
0: That would help. That would help. There we go. How you doing? How you doing, everybody? Um, I've got a story today. uh, A very interesting story at a very interesting time. Bipartisan lawmakers applaud FDA for publishing psychedelic research guidance as they requested in new congressional bill. Bipartisan congressional lawmakers applauding the Food and Drug Administration for releasing first-ever draft guidance on psychedelic research, a development that they had requested through a new bill just days before the agency took the step. Reps Dan Crenshaw, a Republican from Texas, Marionette Miller-Meeks, a Republican from Iowa, and Ro Khanna, a Democrat from California, filed legislation this month. While, and while FDA didn't say that this decision to release the guidance was directly responsive to the measure, it's precisely the action that the first part of the bill addressed. I'm glad the <laughs> FDA is taking the first step on issuing guidance for psychedelic cl- clinical trials and listening to my bipartisan legislation with Reps Miller-Meeks and Kana, Crenshaw said in a press release on Thursday. It's critical we get this right for the researchers doing the important scientific work. We need the guidance to expand clinical trial access so that we can push toward life-saving psychedelic therapies for our veterans, service members, and people living with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, and substance abuse disorders. The congressman of a military veteran who has taken leadership role in on advancing psychedelic research said FDA FDA's draft guidance provides scientists with a framework to carry out research that could lead to a development of psychedelic medicines. A 60 day public comment period is is open for interested parties to submit follow back or from sorry feedback and uh, on how to follow final guidance final guidance should uh, should be shaped many veterans. Find uh, guided use of psychedelics with assisted therapy as a way of successfully uh, treating excruciating post-traumatic pain they face with better outcomes and less medication side effects in pilot studies, Miller Meek said. As a physician, I know the importance of medical research and I am encouraged by the FDA's support and guidance regarding psychedelic clinical trials. This important step gives our veterans another option and, and hope when they feel they've run out of methods to cope. Interest in psychedelics has grown exponentially over recent years, and cities and states across the country have moved to promote research, remove clinical penalties and regulate access to the substance, such as psilocybin and MDMA, both of which have already been uh, designated by the FDA as breakthrough therapies in quotations. The agency's draft guidance describes basic considerations throughout the drug development process, including trial conduct, data collection, subject safety, and new drug application requirements, the FDA said. Kana, for his part, said, to the, said that the agency's guidance is a critical step to, the, to help protect the well-being of veterans and those living with PTSD. I am proud to co-sponsor this bill to expand the body of research on psychedelic therapies in hopes of improving the health of many Americans, he said. The lawmakers bipartisan bill called the Secretary of the US Department of Health and Human Services acting through the uh, FDA Commissioner to issue for public comment draft guidance on considerations for conducting clinical trials for psychedelic assisted therapies, including how those seeking investigational use uh, use exemption for such clinical trials should request inactive support. Interactive support by the FDA. Um, if enacted, it would have required FDA to produce the draft guidance within 180 days. So after this public comment period, if it goes through, they have 180 days to actually vote on it. And um, and uh, the lawmakers will still, you know, be interested in advancing the measures with um, many provisions set in. Um, you know, the the bottom line of the story here is that, you know, this is, this is something that they're moving on with hyperspeed and cannabis, you know, we've been in a position with, um, you know, cannabis for how many years it's been in clinic. It it has been studied. Um, and there's just no movement on the actual business side of things because of the recreational or adult use approach, probably versus this medical approach. So, um, at the end of the day, you know, this comes down to the NIDA, the FDA, um and uh you know other lawmakers to step up and and approve this bill but this 60-day comment period is uh is gonna start and we're gonna see some uh we're gonna see some interesting things happen on the psychedelic front there's a lot more to this story but it's very redundant so i don't wanna i kind of wanna like press on but um you know like let's talk about this policy shift in psychedelics and where we think that uh it's gonna it's gonna Is it going to fall in the same pit as cannabis or is it going to be um, different? What what do we, what do you guys think? What does our, what does our audience think?
4: One of my, I get asked this a lot um, with the difference between cannabis and psychedelics. And I'm sure I've said it on this platform before, but you know, psychedelics does not have a social justice component wrapped, intertwined around it. And I've, and in my opinion, that's what um, has kept cannabis back all of these years Um, There's not hundreds and thousands of people that have been affected by um, psychedelics, arrest, arrest for possession of psychedelics um, in black and brown communities, specifically um, throughout this country for the last 80, 90 years. It hasn't been criminalized the way that the plant has. And and so there's that issue, that specific issue. Um, is so controversial, it, and it is so such a long history, sort a long and sorted history of it, um, that it's hard to think about legalization of cannabis without considering the people that you criminalized and demonized. Um, and 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 psychedelics just does not have that component wrapped around it. Um, and so I, that's my opinion um, of why it's it's so different. Um, the movement happens so much faster. We've got, you know, salute to our veterans because they seem to be leading the charge when it comes to psychedelic legalization, decriminalization, all these research bills that are coming up. We just, our, our Republican governor in in... Nevada just signed a bill um, for psychedelic research and decriminalization um, here, and so that was the first of its kind for the state. So it's happening all over the country, and and our it's in every state that I see it happening, it's always a veteran that is leading the charge. And so, um, shout out to that to our group of veterans that are really getting that job done in that way, to, um, because they're experimenting with it and they're realizing it works much better than the opioids and anything else they've been prescribed. Um, and so'm I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful that they're coming coming forward and telling their stories um, because we've had some great advancement. I'm a big lover of psychedelics. I'm, Nicole
2: I'm, I'm, I'm well
3: Who doesn't love a good psychedelic?
4: Yeah, right I mean, you know, save my life. I'm, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm gonna give it a buck. I'm gonna give it a buck here. Um, I love shrooms. I love everything about uh, um, uh, psychedelics and um, but supporting the psychedelic, movement is easy because you don't have to care about the black community or the brown community that's been fucked over you know what i'm saying like if you if you want to have a pro-weed experience without the fucked up history of over policing murder and you know pumping drugs into these communities go ahead and support psychedelics right
0: i mean i mean I guess yeah, 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 no, but I like, 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 I think. Do right. you think? Uh, do you think it's gonna? I mean, I know that it's it's all gonna be you know fairly um, controlled as as far as like who's open, who's doing it. But it's like there's programs that are national programs that you can you can do right now. It's like I think it's a couple year program. You get a certificate at the end of that to be uh, essentially like a uh, a therapeutic administer of these, of these. Sounds like a scam, right? it's well you think it's a scam but it's like someone that goes through the psychology of you know of of helping someone through an emotional you know distress part of their life using a compound so they're on a drug that's going to make them react in a certain way and you have to kind of be there to like help them and guide them through this so those are the people that are going to be administering this stuff in uh facilities that they license you know much like probably our licenses Mm -hmm. if you think about how our our promulgation of of the laws happened for cannabis it's going to be essentially the same but you're going to have you know to have a, a like a license you're going to have to have one of these certificates or you're going to have to have an m uh you know you have the masters of science and psychology or or some something with science probably or 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 ran a clinic for many years or something like that like an addiction clinic or something like that i don't know i don't know what the requirements are going to exactly be but i can i can guess i can make a hypothesis on you know what that range is but these these programs um they're going to be the incubators for those people to to kind of uh to to be to be the you know, yeah i think it's
3: play it's going to be it's going to be way more clinical than cannabis right it's mm-hmm. going to be you have exactly. to go talk to somebody know, I've been exactly
2: a bit of a few like big ass fucking like, like big ass parties run by sponsored by mushroom companies it is yeah yeah
3: i think when it becomes it has, like, mainstream you're gonna have to go to a place uh, <laughs> and all of this research is yeah. is really going to be the creation of dosing and yep. what all of these strains do and what they're best at and then creating so a capsule because nobody wants to eat cow shit, right mm-hmm. so um yeah. so it's going to be eventually going to be create a capsule that does X, Y, and Z, and releases whatever it they're
4: does. Isolate, and I think they're going to just like isolate. ketamine, and
3: yeah, no, hundred oh, percent. And just like uh, MDMA, okay. and just yeah. like um, uh, ketamine is being used right now. Right. It, that that, is, totally the same same that same is the approach. That is the approach they are taking right now in the psilocybin yeah. space. Yeah. And It's a race yeah. to. It's a race to how can I create the capsule that does the thing that everybody wanted to. Do. Do or this group wanted to do, and then this group wanted to do, and then so on.
0: Yeah, it absolutely. will be way right. more and, clinical, and, and it'll be the same type of facilities. They'll do ketamine therapy, they'll do 100%. mushroom therapy. That's right. You know, they'll you'll so it's a deprivation right. chamber. It's, you know, right. some it's, BNT, it's not going to be like that. Go, go in, the, go in the float chamber. Right. You know. That's right. It's, it's so not
1: going to be like those mushroom so parties as, as, that a, you experience a, out here.
2: Endurance- Go ahead, Jason. I
1: was just going to say it's not going to be at all like those mushroom parties that you experience out here. No,
3: no, it's not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, just saying, (laughs) just saying, (laughs) it's been some major shit. I've been some major mushroom shit. But but real quick, Saman, coming from an ignorant point of view, like, is it easier to grow your own weed or to grow your own shrooms? What's more accessible? Oh, oh mushrooms are
0: mushrooms are easy. Like easy. mushrooms are way easier and you don't it's fungus, dude. They they grow yeah. in the dark, you know, like you don't even right. need light, you know, but they need an you need environment.
4: Clean, you need to be in a clean environment. I mean, so yeah, does your plants. Yeah. But, well, but but
0: like, you need to be a little more sterile um with mushrooms actually cuz you can mushrooms. get the wrong yeah you can get the wrong fungus growing and then you can it can actually be harmful so um but mushrooms can are way I
2: can see a lot of that happening mushrooms very, very, very
0: mushrooms are actually insane like you I mean I don't know man I don't know if we want to like really really like say it on on like YouTube but um it's very easy to grow fungus there's a lot of um uh you know things you can look up online <laughs> and you can just check it out for yourself but the thing about cannabis is you need specific environment and you need control. So like you need like commercial. HVAC controls. The bigger you get, this more scale, you right. need like crazy environmental control. So yeah, the cost of doing mushrooms versus cannabis, mushrooms win no doubt. But that's just you know, that's cause it's know right. it gotta, because it's fun. All right, we got we got to go to a commercial. Like
1: we 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 got to go to a commercial. <laughs> We're going to be right back.
2: Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the Law Offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. You're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: back
3: my dogs out.
0: Hang <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I got some fireworks for the for kids, real. so we're going to, got I some hope, little things, and, you know,
2: and, some and I want to say, <laughs> say, I want to say a big love to all the puppies out there having a tough time tonight. The prayers out for all the dogs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Out. My dogs as, are going to be like going crazy for sure. Yeah. Yes. yeah put up next this golden voice Las Vegas based granddaddy is the founder of the smuggleverse, co-founder of the smuggleverse, president and founder of DigiPath Labs y'all know who it is the man with the voice Todd
3: thank you thank you very much uh thank you everybody and thank you uh Rico uh my story is out of Oklahoma shocking Uh, news out of Oklahoma right where a marijuana group uh, sues to block new fee increases So Oklahoma wants more money a new lawsuit takes aim at the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority for a new law that will increase fees for marijuana businesses lawmakers previously pushed for a crackdown on bad actors in the state's medical marijuana market The resulting solutions included the passage of HB 2179. It broadens licensing requirements for medical dispensaries, commercial growers, and processors. The law took effect in June, and the fees now range, get this, from $2,500 to $50,000 based on a tiered fee schedule. While lawmakers claim the law should help weed out illegal grow operations, a group filing the lawsuit says it will only hurt legitimate businesses according to marijuana advocate jed green he said the state is hitting the good guys and it's only helping the bad guys and he also says the fight isn't just about the impact on cannabis businesses it also targets the constitutional rights of oklahoma taxpayers green a plaintiff in the newly filed lawsuit said it's unconstitutional for one The fee increase didn't get enough votes from the Oklahoma legislator uh, to pass. He also said, fundamentally, this is a constitutional question that affects every Oklahoma taxpayer. He said that Article 5 of the Constitution states that any tax increase has to go to a vote of the people or it has to originate as a House bill, which it did. It has to gain three-quarter majority support in both chambers. It did not. Further, while the Oklahoma Constitution states that revenue-related bills can't be passed during the last five days of the legislative session, Green said House Bill 2179 did. Green said because of much of the industry is based on price point, the fees and accompanying regulations could price out the wrong marijuana operations in the future. They make it harder for our legitimate operators to compete against the illicit market said green if the goal of the state is to have our consumers purchase products in a sanctioned consumer tested environment then they have to work with us to ensure that we can compete on a price point against the illicit market he said these fees are absolutely not needed for the regulation of this program the omma said that they cannot speak to issues with pending litigation shocking however they do expect the attorney general's office to represent them in the lawsuit. I'm Todd Dankin with Hyatt 9 News and I'm really sick of uh, local governments taking advantage of this privileged license. by just making up fees. It's out of control and it needs to be stopped and uh, $50,000 to renew a license. It's crazy. It's literally crazy. You know, the the perception the for the world that isn't in the pot industry is that everybody in the pot industry is just racking and stacking cash right i've been doing this for a really long time you know i've been nine years at this lab right and um you know we have a good little business but we're not racking and stacking cash uh the way the perception is you know um and it's just outrageous these uh local governmental fees that they just make up. They just assign some random number to it.
4: So Oklahoma, though, you know, it's, it's a shit show. In Oklahoma. Well, it's a, so shout out to these patriots. They already have. I mean, there's literally more dispensaries within a three-mile radius in Oklahoma City than there is in the entire state of New York, which obviously is not saying a oh, lot. That, New York only has that, 16, that, but still, that you don't have that many medical patients in the in the registry. So, of course, you're growing all this cannabis. You can't sell it. What are you going to do with it? Um, I mean, you're going to sell the booth because you got you got to make some money somehow. And, I, you know, I know legitimate business owners in Oklahoma that have had to close their doors when this law got passed because they just were not going to be able to stay in business that were not um, d- contributing to the illicit market or the legacy market. And and just wanted to have an opportunity. Um, and they thought that being in Oklahoma was going to be that opportunity. And it's it's just a mess. There's too many operators, not enough people to sell. the They are mm-hmm. not adult use. It's a medical only state. They don't honor reciprocity. It takes like two weeks to get a card approved. It, it doesn't make sense. And so the government saw the shit show that they created over the last three years. And they're like, oh, now we got to come in and clean it up. And this is this is their solution, how to clean it up.
2: Yeah. Well, the whole Oklahoma program in the beginning was a money grab to start with.
4: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: It, was a, it, was a politi- it was a political money grab. They said $2,500 for a license, <laughs> they had a set allotment that added up to $10 million. I wonder what bridge got funded <laughs> from that. Shout out to these it patriots It turned into so. the craziness that we see now. It's, it's
0: popping. I'm I'm 50k 50k for a license is just a deterrent. You know they're trying to like they're trying to slam the operators now big time. So you know it's like you know we'll we'll see what happens. Like I uh, you know Oklahoma is a wild it's the wild west out there for sure. You know it's definitely on some Oklahoma shit. So. I can, I can only imagine what's gonna, what's gonna happen after this round, but like going forward, you know, I'm sure they've, the, you know, Todd, you're right, but the prices may even increase there. They might even, you know, they might even yeah. increase the uh, fees to, to have a license there because if you have a hundred acre property versus a 10 acre property, you can grow out the whole hundred acres versus the 10. I mean, you know, that's why it's such a problem, I guess, but you know, Look, that's, uh, it,
3: it, uh, Any burden on the operator is a burden, you know, even Nevada just changed some yeah. rules, you know, we I'm, have to get a, a,
0: me
3: a me recreational you. and a medical license, right? We all know yeah. it's all the same weed. We all know it all does the same thing, but we have to get a $5,000 medical license and then a $3,000 recreational right. license, right? Um yeah. You know that's just ridiculous. And they, they they just passed a law. Actually, they're not going to do that next year. But that didn't help me this year. I'm happy for well, next year. Well, shout right? out, <laughs> but,
1: shout out to, uh, right. shout out to these patriots that are fighting against this oppressive, tyrannical government trying to yes. charge these excessive fees. <laughs> All right, and 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 on that yeah. one, and on that yeah. note, and I have, I out. have
4: wait real quick, and shout out to the Chamber of Cannabis because that was in Senate Bill 277, which wow, we worked on funny. this legislative session, which also increases. Is the double daily purchase limit for um, retailers or for the consumer. Um, and we tried to get it to where it would be able to allow people to um, not have to uh get a background check to work in the cannabis industry allow the employer to decide who works in their cannabis business licensed business but we didn't get that so, that's the way we wanted but so, the other two properties in that bill we did
1: so so we have we have one more story for you guys because it is 4th oh, of July right. okay it is the 4th of July and we do want to honor america and all of its american heritage especially around cannabis so I, we have a special historical story for you guys all right i hope you guys are ready for this all right
3: historical historical
1: yes historical yes this is this is all just some facts you guys can put it in your pipe and smoke it and tell me what it tastes like because seven founding fathers who farmed hemp and advocated for it Oh, yeah. Here we go. On July 4, 1776, 247 years ago, the Second Contennial Congress unanimously adopted the Declaration of Independence, announcing the colony's separation from Great Britain. Many of them not only grew hemp, but, in, but insisted how important the plant is to the, the foundation of American agriculture. Sorting through rumors about the Founding Fathers and hemp is another story with inevitable quotes and misinformation. The Declaration's blanket assertion are all men are created equal, should be taken with a grain of salt, given that many Founding, founding Fathers owned slaves, and Thomas Jefferson and Henry Clay's slaves also grew hemp. It would take a lot longer for actual equal rights to materialize. In colonial times, hemp was an acceptable form of tax payment for over 150 years. Here's the top founding fathers who farmed, milled, processed, and advocated for hemp. Are you guys ready? Number one. George Washington George Washington's estate admits he grew hemp extensively and compared it to tobacco throughout his lifetime George Washington cultivated hemp at Mount Vernon for industrial uses and Mount Vernon writes the fibers from the hemp held excellent properties for making rope and sail canvases, and in addition, hemp fibers could be spun into thread for clothing or as in, uh, indicated in Mount Vernon records used in pr- in repairing the large uh, scene nets Washington used in its fishing operation along the Potomac. Nearly half a million Americans die annually from tobacco-related illnesses, but to think that it could have been avoided if Washington had his way is powerful. At At one point in the 1760s, Washington considered whether hemp would be a more lucrative cash crop than tobacco, but determined wheat was a better alternative. Today, scholars can sift through George Washington's uh, detailed grow log. Number two, Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson's hemp crops were massive and enlisted slaves to grow it, enlisted laborers, cultivated hemp both at Monticello and Pagano. poplar forest jefferson's plantation in benford county virginia jefferson's estate um, and jefferson once used 48 pounds of hemp to make clothing for child slaves jefferson's massive plantation could yield up to 150 pounds in one day and in a quote a hand can attend three acres of hemp a year jefferson's journal reads uh, tolerable ground yields 500 pounds to one acre, and you may generally count on 100 pounds for every foot of hemp, is over four feet high. A hand, will, uh, a hand will break 60 or 70 pounds a day and even to 150 pounds. You can read on page 95 of his hemp journal in his own handwriting. American-made uh, threshing machines uh, invented around the time of the Declaration were used for hemp and were a symbol of power over Great Britain's dominance. Thomas Paine... Thomas Paine Common Sense spurred the revolution, and it had the largest sale and circulation of any book published in American history when it was published in 1775. It 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 convinced uh, colonists that there were they were being exploited by the crown in almost every article of de, of of defense. Um, we uh, we we abound, and we we abound. The pamphlet reads: Hemp flourishes even. Even to rankness, so that we need not we we need not want cordage. The letter line Uh, stirred up speculations, but rankness apparently means fruitfulness, ensuring that the colonists would not run out of hemp rope. Next, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin owned a hemp paper mill and published content about hemp's medical properties. Franklin published the Pennsylvania Gazette and in its uh, exerted Ephraim Chambers Universal Dictionary, writing that hemp is of great use in the arts and manufactories and that the seed is said to have faculty of abating venereal desires, and its deconation is milk. It's recomm- it, it's, is recommended against, it is recommended against the Judants, and you can see the original edition here. You can go to our website to see all this. Like Washington, Franklin also had a change of heart on the issue of slavery and was the first president of an abolitionist society. However, little change during his lifetime on the embedded institution of slavery. Alexander Hamilton Alexander Hamilton's, America's first first secretary of the Treasury, oversaw hemp imports in the States and once imposed a 5% tax on hemp imports in 1790. All other goods imported from foreign countries shall be liable to a duty of 5, 5% five ad valorem, except accepting certain articles deeming of importance to manufacturers, among which hemp is not, Hamilton wrote on May 21st, 1790. It is therefore certain that a duty of 5% acc- occurs on the importation of hemp into the United States from any foreign country. And Henry Clay. Clay ran, Clay ran unsuccessfully for presidency three times, which is why his name is, is mentioned less often. Clay was also very enthusiastic about hemp and forced his slaves to farm it. Hemp was Henry Clay's most lucrative cash crop at, at Ashland. And men enslaved by clay grew thousands of pounds of hemp and manufactured into rope and banging for the cotton and banging for the cotton industry. Clay was interested in experimentation and pursued many new innovations in equipment and hemp varieties. And finally, last but not least, the seventh member, James Madison. James Madison, America's fourth president and father of the Constitution, was also reportedly a hemp farmer and claimed that hemp gave him insight to create a new new democratic nation. Launched in 2015 by faculty from the Departments of Biology and Engineering, James Madison University's Industrial Hemp Research Program coordinates university expertise toward laboratory research research. Well, 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 look at that America little history of hemp and cannabis. And if you go into our nation's capital, you can see a number of different statues and figurines exerting this same thing where there is a lot of hemp all throughout the capital and all of the architecture. So if you ever do make it to D.C., make sure you go and check this out. What do you guys think about this?
4: That Benjamin Franklin said that hemp can help to increase venereal pleasure. Mm-hmm.
0: That's,
4: said.
1: Mm-hmm. that's I mean that's that's what that said. I was just reading.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. I
0: think you need to go back. We need to go back and read that one. But but well, you, I, I you can think, do that. You can wow,
1: go to www. com and you can read all of it
0: yourself. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you go. Very, very easy. <laughs>
4: I just think um, that's the Catholic's definition for anything relating to sexual activity. Mm. Those two words, venereal pleasure.
3: Venereal pleasure.
4: Mm. Yeah. Learn I think it. hemp
3: is very American, <laughs> venereal or not, and, and uh, I also believe that hemp could literally save our, our economy and create yes. you know, uh, a whole yes, new sorry. industrial uh, revolution. Mm -hmm. all of our corn farmers started growing hemp instead of useless corn yep exactly Um, we could we could change america and we could change the world it's uh it's just the way it is
2: that's right you know what subsidies long-term contracts
3: (laughs) change the subsidies to uh to to hemp i mean it's the same shit it's just growing a better product Mm -hmm. that's useful (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. it's that long
0: money
3: they're they're scared to change
0: oh but we can't take corn away because that's monsanto's territory bro you can't todd you're you're fighting the power there man
3: no i get it i i I totally get it but subsidize hemp same Mm -hmm. way that 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 corn is subsidized and nothing changes except better industry a better product we could make shit again, of course
0: but but that's what i'm talking about is you're you're like that farming has become such a a mess with like the the fact that these guys are selling these seeds that they can use pesticide on and all that here. you're, you're Agreed. not you know if they, if they get if if well i mean i guess that's probably happening you know already so it's not like it's not a concern because it's probably already happening. Yeah, right but yeah, but the, but, the, but, the, but the but the whole <laughs> purpose is like you know all of that farmland but of course they're doing it and of course there's definitely applications but I mean until they figure out how to get the hemp crete with more hemp in it and, and and you know less like you know sand and mix and whatever else because they got to mix the hemp crete um it's not got it that way now. Hemp, right but but there's, stuff there's, like there's that or you know now. look
3: like, we all know yeah, it's a, a powerful is. product in in hemp uh industrial hemp different from cbd hemp right and it's just we can build we on. can grow we can make hemp seeds are the be- uh, most the highest in protein of any seed. Right? Mm-hmm. Just that. Exactly. Right? Exactly, <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. exactly right. Exactly oh, it's it's right. i love that, what you're
0: saying. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. You're very right. Oh,
3: you're you're anti bro. Why you why are you against hemp why so much? So man? Anti-hemp, <laughs> <Anti-hemp>, video, video.
1: <laughs> I mean even our founding <laughs> fathers hemp were pro hemp. Pro-hemp.
3: Hemp is America, that's right. That's right. Randolph Hearst wanted to chop down trees and here we are. What's that? Hey, What's that? In, Rico?
2: in response to your, uh, to your story, Jason, the founding fathers did not grow hemp. It was all their slaves, straight up. And after slavery, why do you think they shut down hemp? Because they couldn't tend to the crop. They did not have the skill. They didn't have the know-how of generations of that shit. I
1: don't know if that's necessarily the reason, Rico. I don't, yes, yeah. I don't know if well, I'm buying that part.
2: Straight the fuck
1: up. I don't know if I'm buying that part.
0: That's not. It's. It's. I don't it's know if really I'm buying that why, part. Sure, that's a, that's a pretty good why stretch. Why it slowed down, Rico? Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely why it slowed down. That's that's Indentured good servitude stretch. is very American, though. <laughs> I yes,
3: will yes, say this. I will say this.
2: NCAA college, uh, uh, college sports, indentured servitude at its finest. Still going strong. That's true. Oh
3: boy. Oh boy. Oh boy.
2: Are we done? I mean, Jason you look uncomfortable you oh, I feel these, great I these feel great policies of independence. I,
1: I'm, I'm all about the independence baby Oh independence
0: yeah is Oh best, yeah The best country in the world That's so, right America is, yeah, is the
1: greatest right. country in it the is. world And it's the only country that we can do What we have been doing for a number of years So yes 100%. thank you America We appreciate you and happy birthday Happy
2: birthday but thank you all for joining us today on this very special Independence Day, high at Nine News episode. You can always catch us weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast, but also crack a dawn in Hawaii, aloha and mahalo.
1: Just turn the nine upside down.
2: Shaka oh, to all the homies. Gabra. Yes big shout out to the super fans showing love giving their comments projected live on the big screen also to our live audience members and online supporters catching us across all media platforms tuning in and giving us feedback on the daily headlines of chaos also known as the cannabis industry as it develops our vetted correspondent team tuning in from all over bringing us much needed variety of your perspective and respected opinions to the table our production team cloud media partners house of fuego the vortex 91 club all of our sponsors helping us keep the lights on, keeping our AV struggles to a minimum. And of course, the lovely Jaja Simone holding us down on other platforms. And to the haters, take y'all independent asses out of here. Do me a favor. Don't read the warning labels on any of your fireworks that you use today. <laughs> yeah. Always, Cannabis Sativa L, the reason that we show up every single day to read these stories. Thank you. It has been Tuesday July 4th, 2023. The show's over, you've all been blessed with the top industry headlines. Hope was enough to put in your pipe and smoke it. I'm Rico Lameed, the dopest dad on the street. We're gonna give it to Todd Denkin today. What we got, what we got, granddaddy. Take us out for this. Well, I
3: product. would say that does nothing more American than to smoke some weed on the 4th of July. Uh, plus you could use the joint to light all of the fireworks.
2: That's right. Yes, <laughs> that's right. I don't know how safe it is, but I think you I don't know how
3: safe that is either. I'll be it, safe, it, everybody. It, it, take care safe. of your dogs. It's pretty safe.
2: I've done it before. Uh, take
3: care of the dogs. Lock your dogs up and uh, make sure they don't run away. Yes, but uh, that's what I'll be If you get doing some about. doggy headphones
2: or some doggy earplugs, put them in, man. Yeah. Take, care your, take care of your pups. Put them right. in. Put
3: mm-hmm. oh. them in.